Hello and welcome to Epic Loot Radio, episode 46, with a sit down with the comic historian himself talking about the future of MMOs, the next big MMO. What is an MMO? I don't know. We'll hopefully find out on today's show. Thank you so much for joining me, comic historian, a.k.a. Benny, a.k.a. Ben and Friends, the man with who rivals me in our like in our uh, private war, our, our cold private war of who can create the most channels on YouTube. How are oh, you doing, do, sir? Do we want to count? We want to count them off. We'll see who has the most of that because you don't know all of them. Uh, you don't know we, all of mine. Do you want to know all my? Do we want to do? We can, we can do a count off. See who's got the most projects. Okay. All right. Let's are do we a counting non-YouTube related too? Because I got stuff outside. Oh, of YouTube now. that's that's a question for chat. I think for now <laughs> we'll bring you back and then we'll let chat decide in the comments or whatever. If we we're gonna promote non-YouTube stuff, but let's stick to YouTube channels. I think that's the original okay. throwdown. Uh, how many do you got? Okay, I got to count now because I haven't done this yeah, for a while. So I, I actually comic have mine pulled up. Yeah, yeah. I got Comic Story and I got Comic Story Full Story. I got Comic Story Short. So that's just the Comic Story brand. Then we got Absolutely Marvel in DC. I got Ben and Friends. We have Dungeons and Ale. We have Tales from the Mind. Um, and that might be it. That might be all the ones that I'm actively. Technically, I got my personal channel, but these seven I'm working okay. on. So okay, like, okay. I'll count the... I won't count dead channels because I could add like four channels into that. Okay, so then I think with the dead channels, you clearly have me beat. Uh, there's a couple I'm not going to name because they're specifically like test experiment channels. So okay. but I won't name them. But overall, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm rocking ten channels right now. The ones that I will name uh, for this one, uh, I, I won't tell you what like the name, but I'll tell you like I've got a, 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 a kid's story time channel. Uh, so I basically okay. just read my kids stories to them uh and that's yeah. that's the goal and uh and it's just really focused for that and then i've got uh ginger 14 gaming ginger prime ginger prime says ginger blue gaming ginger destiny gaming ginger world gaming now i might end up just kind of cutting the destiny gaming and just make that like destiny shorts uh and right, literally right. just like because cover destiny on on the main channel or something like that because the uh, it ends up being a lot like it ends up being a lot of work and especially with destiny like it's got an already established community so i'm like i'm just gonna i, I just make kind of guides and then i just kind of talk about my my thoughts on destiny like every quarter you know like with it's, it's it's a seasonal game for me so it's like right all right i'm playing it and then it's like okay i've i've kind of had my fun and i'll see you guys in season four in the next season season whatever the right. heck they want to call it the so. new one that you started plunder plunder <laughs> pirates yes and then no, um, so you got me beat on active channels but i got you beat if, yeah. if combined dead oh channels. yeah so well, i'm oh. only focusing on seven right now we're so. also playing a game that i have a, a clear advantage of winning if we talk about subscriber numbers in total like i'm maybe i think i'm uh like i've been doing stand-up and one of my bits starts talking like yeah no i'm a youtuber and combined i got a uh, hundred fifty thousand subscribers which my wife now says that's acceptable enough to share with the public that I do YouTube as opposed to like, yeah, I got a YouTube. I'm a YouTuber with 50 subs and not dogging on people with 50 subs. It's a lot of work to get that grind. But like if, if, if you sit here like, let me drop a, oh, a hundred thousand something. How about millions? <laughs> how about, how about millions? <laughs> okay. I, well, if we're going sub count, my main channel, we're, we're, I'll gut across 3 million by the end of the year. Nice dude. Congrats. Then my, one of my dead channels is 200,000, but it's dead 200,000. Like, that's the worst part. I can't post on it and, like, and it get 200,000. Otherwise, I never would have left it. Yeah. Like, everything else is between 2,000 subs to, like, 20,000 subs right now. Yeah, right now I'm just still on that silver play button chase. You know, so that is what it is. It's I just ordered multiple of those. Did you know you could order multiple? Yeah, yeah. Chris and I talked That's about that. That's a new that. thing. That's how long I've been doing this. Yeah. Chris <laughs> and I talked about that because if we ever get work to game over 100K, then it's like, uh, that's the plan. In fact, actually, the news just yesterday 
about that Twitch will allow you to stream once you're partnered. So now we'll actually bring back the live letter coverage to work to game as okay. ca- as a main focus because we had a legal loophole is that I am a separate legal entity from work to game. Work to game is its own thing, and so I could stream on Ginger Prime, so I could get around that that uh, that that agreement into a degree. Right. So I would still stream on Twitch, but now we can actually do we can actually do both because of how how it's actually written as a part of the the agreement so i was like this is great i mean i just ignore it i've, I've just ignored <laughs> most it for people like do <laughs> most people do but chris is a full-time content creator and you you know you got your you know army uh service pension and stuff like that so it's that yeah. like he relies on it fully so we, it's not worth well, the I, risk i've never relied on twitch twitch was always gravy on top of stuff right but the he only does. time i ever did twitch yeah. i did it properly i did it for three years and if you want to talk about that i could tell you the number of reasons i quit twitch i <laughs> my opinion it's the worst of the content creation platforms it's the worst of all of them so it has it has it has that you always on the grind mentality where it, it this does. podcast it, will live on forever and somebody could yep. watch it in a year's time you know and that's the, the, pro- the problem with twitch is you have to love twitch itself like the whole like i love streaming and i love twitch but you need to love it to that extra level that all the bullshit doesn't matter <laughs> yeah well, like a, a great example, I love the army. I'd go back regardless of the bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, but it's well known that we had bullshit in the army. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, on that note though is like I, I still say I still feel that Twitch does have the best toolkit for streaming, uh, especially does, especially yeah. when like when I like being that I get to be a part of both. They do and will allow you now to stream simultaneously to mobile platforms like TikTok and Instagram which I think that's actually a real bold move. And that's one of the reasons why it's interesting that Facebook's making the changes that it's making because they cannot establish a foothold within the, you know, within the gaming. And so they've, they've taken a big L this year uh, in that space. But, you know, like, I'm just kind of like, I I just kind of wonder if there's some kind of subtle agreement because Twitch can't figure out VOD content and YouTube can't really figure out live content. And it just feels like they're kind of like, maybe we just don't, you know, murder each other so that we don't get like an F we don't have like the FTC coming in with a anti-compete or antitrust, you know, on See, that I mindset. I don't think it's that. Okay. I think YouTube's problem is, and as proven by the shorts mentality they're running with right now, which is kind of tanking so many channels at the moment. Oh yeah. Um, YouTube is, wants to be everything. Like that's the problem with YouTube, which is why streaming takes a hit. Yeah. Cause if YouTube can't come in and be a real competitor, they shove that project to the side and go work on something else. Yeah. Well, so, they have to they have to do the shorts thing, you know, the TikTok stuff. Actually, personally, like while I'm on TikTok and just crossed over 100 uh, followers, thank you guys. Uh, I still have like massive China concerns with data breaching and all that crap. Oh, yeah. Like it's like, yeah, but then it's like, well, from a content creator perspective, like I am shooting myself literally in the foot by not being where people are. And so, you know, kind of my, oh, yeah. my kind of perspective is secretly, I'm kind of like, well, if it does get shut down, I'm glad YouTube's got what? this already that, set up and ready to, you know, you know, wholly capitalize on it. That's something I realized recently in the last two years. So, I mean, I we've talked enough that you know that I pretty much retired back at the end of 2019. Coppa mm-hmm. came through, killed all my monetization. Yeah. Followed by that, we had COVID and I was like, you know what? I'm done with this game. I spent two years just letting Comic Storian uh, die. Like that, the plan was, just do what I love. Don't care about the views. Yeah. Collect residuals, call it a day. Coming back in 2022, because we launched a bunch of side projects and that kind of reignited a lot of love for doing things. Like in general, it was like, oh my God, the podcast channel is doing great. Oh, I love the reaction to getting to Dungeons and Ale. Why don't I try making Comic Story a thing again? Yeah. And we blew up in the shorts market. We were hitting like crazy numbers oh, yeah. in shorts. It was doing great. Uh, the the long form videos, 
I had a weird situation where shorts did amazing. My new long form videos did not. My old long form videos started breaking 10 million. Yeah. So like it was the shorts would do great and it would recommend old stuff. And then my new stuff was fl- plateaued. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But what I noticed is when I came back, the game is different. It's only been two years and the game is different. Now you need to be on TikTok, Instagram. You need to be on reels. You need to be on Facebook. You need to be a part of everything. And if you won't do it, someone's going to steal your content and put it over there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like that's, I literally had to move shuffle thing. one. Yeah. yeah I, I had to shuffle one of my team members to just monitor all of that and maintain uploads on a daily basis and all that crap. Yeah. So, and then we had to reformat some of our formats. Like we had to do shorts games. We do games where people get superheroes, stuff like that. Those are doing super well clips. They do. Okay. Like we had to like, come up with new plans and that just made me like super excited. Cause I had to actually think about how to do things again. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the fun side of it. I was like, I, I've kind of looked at this like adapt or die, but at the same time it, it feels like it can be overwhelming. And that's where I just kind of have to tell myself in my ambition be like, all right, like just, you got to take an L sometimes you, you know, like you just can't do everything. Just focusing on the things you enjoy and, and try to figure out how to make them work in the new you know, creator right. economy. Well, and, go ahead. The funny thing is you're right. It's adapt or die. And it used to be the mentality of like, don't do too much. You'll burn out. Don't burn out. Don't yeah. burn out. You know how many calls I've been in with YouTube partner managers? Like, the first thing more? they say is, no, they're like, you know, don't do more. Slow down. We oh, need really? you not to burn out. That's the normal thing they say. But on the flip side, they're also like, also, you know, three shorts a day is really good. And like, if you're going to really do two or three long form a day, I'm like, oh my God, you can't mix messages. It is, <laughs> it is a total mixed message. It's, and it's, I, it's going to be interesting. My goal, my hope when we talk about like live streaming though, when you talk about them wanting to do it at all, like to be able to take this and not have to download it and clip it up. And like, if I could literally have the editor and say, turn this piece into a short, turn this piece into a short and the, and the yeah. system handles it like that ultimately then takes it off my workload. But right now it ends up meaning like, well, I better make sure I make a note of like really great moments between Brian and Benny. So he can make the yeah. short, you know, uh, and et cetera. And if, how can I turn Benny into a cute cat girl so that people watch the video? <laughs> like, I don't know. We're going to figure this you out. You should have told me I would have got the ears. Oh, and the, yeah. You know, no, I like to pe- I like people coming in au naturel. We kind of play it by ear. Now, Estenian said uh, that some of the uh, like when he sees shorts in the in their sub feed. Yeah, that's why I publish all my shorts is not to notify subscribers. I wish they would just handle that because that's actually what I'm. They do. Seeing. Well, well, you they, have to they uncheck do or they the box. Don't. It's it's no, but it's on the subscriber. So he's doing the right thing. If you watch those, then you're going to start getting flooded with shorts. It'll be like, oh. You're interested in shorts. Here's a bunch. Yeah. The the algorithms are technically separate. The problem is the front page space is limited. Yeah. So yes, you watch some shorts, the shorts will start popping up on the front page. And because they're 60 seconds, it actually brings a huge, a huge amount of viewers, subs, all that stuff. Problem is watch time goes through the floor. Watch yeah. time is how YouTube pays. So yeah. I had a buddy who's like, you're doing shorts. You're killing it in shorts. Why are you doing it? I'm like, one, it's fun for me. Two, I've got nine years of residuals from the other crap, so I don't really need to worry about my watch time. But I was, he's like, should I do it? I'm like, no. no, Not unless you want to, because yeah. if you don't do them out of fun, you are killing your watch time. <laughs> yeah, and that's also, I heard that the shorts watch time doesn't actually count towards your partner uh, partnership program. Uh, at least that was part of a Q&A with, with uh, YouTube at some point. Like, it's actually that, like... That would explain the current thing going on with the Ben and Friends channel, where it's like, we're getting all these views, but wow, that, that watch time sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's just how... That's like, it monetized via the the fund, as opposed to 
ads because right. they haven't really figured out how to, I guess, monetize it. But anyway, now that we've spent half the podcast talking about <laughs> YouTube content creation and shorts, which is exactly why people tuned in for the title. Uh, I, got, <laughs> I, got, I got a couple questions for you. I, I'm generally curious as to your thoughts, especially as we live in 2022 and the state of MMOs. Okay. You ready for them? Okay. What are the questions? The easiest one to help set context. Last, every time I join you in these things, I get blasted by your audience. It's great. I love it. <laughs> it's like, what? The... I got um, super thick skin. I like going to places just to get tore apart. It's yeah. Awesome. It's like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Who is this guy and why? Oh yeah. But that's also the 14 community. Maybe like, uh, I guess every community has got oh, those I super fans. No, I quit the game. <laughs> I hate the 14 community. The 14 community has shifted hardcore from like, okay, so we're like the underdogs. Wow's great. And we got awesome raids and we got awesome content and we're like the underdogs. No one knows that we're we fighting. exist. We're fighting for the we're good great. thing. Yeah. If you come to our game, it's amazing. You're going to shift over and it's going to be great. And you're going to see I, just I, how good it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I trucked with that till Shadowbringers, and then Shadowbringers brought over. It was like, the WoW refugees, well, I yes, there are some people that came over the content, but I noticed a giant influx of people who wanted to play dress up and go to ERP huts. That's what I noticed a giant influx of. Like, all the servers like... You Bob went to an crazy. ERP hut. Let's set some I context. did that one video. No, I did that one <laughs> video. I did. But, like, everyone I would talk to, like, the... Because I, I would be in the hardcore raid guilds doing ultimates and stuff. And, yeah. like, the, the, the community divided into the people who think that being good at, like, ultimates is, like, I'm amazing at life. No, no, you're good at an ultimate. How about you roll back a little there, buddy? And the other side of the of the thing was the cat girls being like, check out my bikini. I'm going to go do musical instruments. And I'm like, where do I fall into this community? Because I don't want to do the RP. And I don't consider ultimates to be the be all end all of my life. And I couldn't find any middle ground. So I was just like, everywhere I'd go, it's like, oh, well, you're getting shit on because you didn't spend 12 hours in an ultimate. Okay, fine. I'll go hang out with these other friends. And they're like, we are so bad that we can't do ifrit on level 50 and i'm like why they're like well we spend all of our time in the huts talking to people why <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> all right so that Whoa. that contract being said <laughs> what is an mmorpg to you an mmorpg to me a proper mmorpg is classic everquest classic final fantasy 11 classic 14 when it started classic wow like an MMORPG to me is you and I teaming up to go on a grand adventure with an end goal and end game stats, and we're getting those trophies to show off to a community. Like when I grew up and played MMOs, that is an MMORPG. The the turn, I mean, heck, half the games out now dropped the RPG moniker. It's just we're an MMO. Mm -hmm. Like what? No. What happened to the classic games that I loved and could walk around with? But. So then <laughs> within that answer though, like what, what about those defines the MMO specifically then MMORPG to you, as opposed to something like modern 14 or, you know, modern wow, or hell, you know, like even, you know, destiny Two, where the Events developers like label it as an MMO 40 man raids and wow world bosses and EverQuest, you know, dynamis and final fantasy 11. Back when they made the 24-man raids in 14, and they were actually a challenge and not something you just jump into and get dragged along. Like, for me, an MMO is us all coming together for a giant common goal. Be it the goal is RP, or the goal is we're going to do a crazy difficult thing. And MMOs these days have just shrunk down those numbers, so I don't feel it's massively multiplayer anymore. The massively multiplayer portion is going to a town, seeing a couple of people doing emotes, and that's that is it. Like whatever happened to our 40 man raids and our, you know, all of our content that required people to work together. And 
a lot of MMOs these days have you segregated into like, well, here's your house, which is located away from everybody else. So even if I yeah. do win and I have the glowy weapon or the big trophy, there's nowhere to show it because no one cares. Because it's it, it like, and that for me is what was massively multiplayer about everything. Wild did the same problem with like class huts and stuff like that. They moved everyone out of there. It, 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 that for me was what the MMO portion is, the big, big group stuff. So in that regards, then, what would you say, uh, or is it possible for that game to exist in today's economy? I love that comment. I just got to yeah, yeah, We yeah. exist. There's dozens of us. Thank you. There is. Because, like, I don't consider myself bad. I could beat the Ultimates, but I don't want to spend all day in there. And I don't want to spend all day trying on outfits. I just want to play the game, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where my heart sinks. And whenever people are like, Glamour's the true endgame in Final Fantasy XIV, like, it just makes me like, I'm fine. If you like to, if you like that, like, I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, I do not care, but that is not end game. Like in my mind, end game, the true, like for MMOs specifically would be an MMO. One of the key pillars of it is that the end game begins at level one. So your, your investment, as soon as you step into the game will pay, like pays off, like maybe not like the most, the biggest payoff, but by crafting and gathering and participating and doing all these things, building relationships, those things have massive pay payoffs down the road where yeah. it feels like the modern, you know, game that that would label it like E14's this way, Destiny, Destiny specifically, because every expansion Destiny says, all right, everybody's now at this new level of power. So yeah. like, there's no reason to go grind power. Like I'm like, I'm not going to stress out grinding power, which works for my play style as a, as a dad, and as, as somebody who has got, you know, like you, crazy number of channels, but like as somebody who's like, what's the real investment? So investment also kind of kind of is a key to that. But do you think the MMO that we both have defined and, and, and grew up on, do you think that can actually survive in today's like economy? Would would it get a, uh, garner enough support to have the content and the population uh, that makes sense? Or is that something that was just for for its time? I think there could be. I think no game developer wants to devote time to that. I think that's the actual issue. Mm -hmm. Like Final Fantasy XI's numbers back in the day were impressive. Everyone was like, wow, it's not wow levels, but it's still a good game and we're going to keep supporting it. And I feel like you could get a good, you know, 500,000 million people to jump into a title like that and start trucking along and playing it properly. When New World came out, it was being touted as like a, a call to bring back. It was going to go back to classic MMO style. That brought in so many people. You so did. I mean, did. And, and so I do think that a population exists, but I feel like too many games these days are looking for the quick buck. The problem, the, the modern day MMO at this point has turned into the model of like, um, what's it called? Fortnite and all that kind of stuff. Where if you play Fortnite, I play a lot of Fortnite. Trust Is me. Fortnite I, actually an MMO? Really, I, I would consider it one at this point because yeah. it has all the trappings of a classic MMO at, right now. If I get into Fortnite, you can run the Dragon Ball Z quest line. So you can go do a whole bunch of stuff on a map with other players involving the Dragon Ball Z. At the same time, you can buy two different quest packs, which give you additional things to go do on the map. On top of that, there's an ongoing storyline that you're a part of. Like, I, it's an MMO, not an MMORPG. I'm not gonna throw. I'm not gonna get that thrown under the bus for. But I feel like the problem is anyone can jump into Fortnite. You could jump in right now, and you have never played, and will be on the exact same level, other than skill, but. We'll be, you're, you're not behind. I don't have to level you. You can do whatever. And I've noticed that trend with a lot of games that want to try and 
dip into the MMO waters like Destiny, mm-hmm. where they're every season they just update everyone. If you're behind, you're updated. Every if just keep up, you're fine. You don't worry about it. You can take a break and come back. And they're all going farther and farther away from like big, big achievements. Because back in the day, the thing with the big, big achievements was that we would uh we would work like 11, for example, mm-hmm. you would go to Limbus so that you could be strong enough to do Dynamis so that you could be strong enough to do the next thing. But all these games aren't creating that like ladder system of endgame. They're just making one thing. And when you beat it, here's your glamour, which cuts us back to glamour is your endgame. Because that's, a, that's what these dungeons and stuff are dropping now. That's all they care about. There's nothing beyond them. Like, what that was, I officially dropped out of doing Savage Runs with the latest 14. Once I beat the Endwalker. Endwalker, yeah, and I beat the Savage, I was like, I'm done with the game because all it ever is is run Savage, get the loot, look at my shiny weapon, and what the, when the story was removed, I was out. I was just done with it. So, do you feel like that's actually kind of a gift to longtime players to have a a moment where you can feel like you can actually step away from the game and have a that complete experience? No, I do. I think I think that's kind of a reward for putting ten years in. I'm debating if I'm going to do the same thing with Destiny when Lightfall drops. Yeah, because like I can get back on that train, but you've shown me that train is going to be a ten year journey. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's what's really interesting, and it's a really uh, struggle that I've had with 14 right now. Is the setup right now is interesting enough from a Final Fantasy IV nostalgic factor because they are leaning in that deeply. They, like, so it's yeah. like okay, so there's a curiosity. But there's also this sense of like, what what are we doing? What what are we doing here? You know, like, um, yeah. The the because the problems the game has still are the problems the game has, right? I I went on uh, like an angry rant uh, this last week where it was like the gear sucks, right? You know, it's like visibly it's a stat stick with a with basically a piece of glamour that that's what the collection game is. There's no perks. There's no unique builds. There's no interesting. Yeah things that you and can every expansion they it. get rid of the small little things we were able to do yeah like if you go back to like heaven sword there was builds there were like kind of loadouts that you would work towards and yeah. now they got rid of anything that will make it unique to you yeah and that then you have content right like so they added in uh, eureka and bajja and they had gear that had perks that were only active in that and so personally and those speaking, felt like mmorpgs they did. Like those, those did like, Floating yeah. man things. I'm going in, ba- I mean, Baja and all that crap. I was enjoying the hell out of it. It makes me hope that we get to see that style of content brought into the entirety of the game. Um, but the only way for them to do something like that is to absolutely overhaul the the whole game. And yeah. who knows? Like, you know, Square Enix says they'll spare no expense, but I mean, come on. <laughs> like, at I mean, that we got point, a farming thing. I jumped on for that. The, the Island Sanctuary thing? Yeah. Did Would you, you try it yet? No. I... I like Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon and Ruin Factory, and I got onto that, and I'm like, what's the point? Like, really, like, I, you already made Endgame for Crafters and Gatherers, and I went into there, and it's like, all right, you could be level one, and I'm like, what, what's the point? What, what, if it's not useful for anything, and it just seems like another passive way to make content, and everyone I've yeah. spoken to is saying it's super grindy. I spent an hour and a half into it, and I'm still unlocking things. So I didn't know. I don't, I don't mind a grind. The problem I think is there's a disconnect in its system. And I like, this is already how I felt when they presented it. And I go, huh, why does it start it after you finish Endwalker? Like what's the, what's the point there? So a meaning if this is something like 
hey guys check out this new content oh after you finish 600 hours of this story or yeah. however many hours it would take somebody to get through it but don't skip the story or we're, we're gonna screw you up now, apparently <laughs> we're gonna and i don't know how this works hard. Go ahead. someone told me this so this is through a third party but you can just get started at morbid dry ducks apparently so yeah. it's intended for like level one now like i said that's third, where third that's where you stuff. travel to it, but right now the unlock is tied behind finishing Endwalker. So maybe okay. that's some update in the future. But it, it just feels like this would be fine content if if you just opened it up. Like like I would be, I think it would be better suited if that was the case. But we'll have to wait and you know, like it see just kind of reminds me of like Lost Ark's Island and stuff like that, where it's just like okay, I mean this is a fun little thing, mm -hmm. and I get and I haven't got to the point where you can maybe customize the houses, so maybe this is an answer to the housing problem that Alpha. I saw. I looked into what people were doing with the lottery, and I'm like, this doesn't look any better. No, <laughs> no, it's it's a real. It's like that's the one thing if they ever fixed and solved the housing problem, I would I would absolutely be thrilled because that is the number one complaint from the community hands down and, and and it's actually the only thing you can talk about the game in a negative way and online like that's the one oh. thing online you can say final fantasy 14 housing sucks and people will be like yeah we're all on board for that even I, even the a, even the andes can't do anything about it What's i would up? have canceled the account if i didn't have two houses so at the free <laughs> company house in my house that, i can't lose those so well, and then it's the uh and, and then the mantra of take a break right like which like is a good thing i think it's a healthy thing for gamer gamers and it's like yeah you could take a break as long as you don't own a house and it's <laughs> yeah. that fear it's that fear that i like i don't know if they're incentivized i think there is an incentive not to fix it because probably of how much just passive income gets generated from players who do not want to lose the thing that they were finally able to get after years and years of trying the, to acquire it the issue i and i've never said this about housing they claim that they'll spare no expense but they they won't just keep making servers until we don't want, need them anymore like they keep playing this game of here's a few more here's a few more and i don't understand why it's like every month here's a few more okay finally this one isn't full so now we can stop making servers. <laughs> it's a, it's a real design coding problem. Like when you it, like housing looks at, you know, when you start to think of scalability in terms of like, you know, space and time complexity for programmers, like it literally is like, yeah, that was like, you have a physical cost to housing so that in terms of that, like it is square Enix throwing money at the problem because trying to fix the problem is going to be, too grand of a like you know a massive undertaking and to that point where what gets down to it is like does square enix make you know a new mmorpg and yoshi p commented on this a couple years ago just the nightmare of trying to move people from 14 into whatever would be next but uh they're going to 7.0 they got a 10-year plan again for 14 yeah and, my original theory i think got thrown out around Shadowbringers. <laughs> yeah like are they gonna calamity up and you know uh, go yeah you remember what my theory yeah. was like my theory was we we're gonna end it and we'll just move on to the next mmo and I, I i still think at one point that was on the table it probably you was look at the at way the story the was going until mm -hmm. Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers introduced so many new elements and spun the story in a new direction it was like oh okay <laughs> yeah okay it's like all right here we go right um, and then Shadowbringers came out we had the big boom in player base so i have a feeling it was like uh, throw all that out just throw just just we just well, why are we gonna end this <laughs> so uh, obviously as we are having our, our our wonderful 14 bash fest which i know will be received so well um by those listening uh <laughs> hey for the record at the end of the day i do love 14 i don't love what 14 has become but i i have played for 10 years and i just checked out island sanctuary so while i've quit i haven't really 
quit. Yeah, you know? like, I don't think anybody <laughs> quits. Somebody somebody no. told me the other day that I should just quit 14. You should just quit. You're the worst 14 content creator. I'm like, thanks for proving me right. Like, that's like, you know, okay. Like, <laughs> oh, no, right. I, I, I hate because I get this all the time in the comic books. The amount of people that apparently base their entire personality around a fandom or a game or a comics superhero. So that if you say anything negative, it's just, you're wrong. You're wrong. You should just quit what you're doing. Never read that comic again because you're wrong. And I just, I've, I've responded, and I love people like that because I like to jump in and be like, here, here's a dictionary explanation of what an opinion is. Like, <laughs> you're allowed to have opinions. <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine getting so upset over somebody's opinion over art. Um, it's like, yeah. uh, come on, guys. Like, you know, I'll, I'll I just love the random commenter on YouTube who tells me that I'm wrong and he's the accurate one. My favorite comment I ever got was my opinion. I think it was Moon Knight. Well, on Moon Knight was incorrect. In my opinion, Moon Knight was it was an okay show, but I don't think it got anywhere near it should have been. Um, that I was wrong because this guy's wife liked it, and if his if his wife liked it, that means that it was a good show. And since that's how he apparently gauges things, I'm wrong. His wife is right. See, I'm, like, I'm, ah. I'm glad people like you exist, though, to review like movies because like I'm better at games because like if you were going to give me the choice, Brian, would you rather play a game or watch a movie? Like I would oh. I would go games like I'm I just not, I pick games. Oh, but uh, when it comes down to like movie reviews, like legitimately, my test is was I entertained? And it's like, like, I'm not going to get any deeper. I'm like, that was fun. Or, yeah. and there's only a handful of movies that I was just like, no, I was not entertained. I did not like I, that. I look at things the same way. Uh, like uh, there's, there, I have the entertainment value. Like here, th did I just enjoy this for the sake of what it is? Mm -hmm. And then there's the, okay, this is an artistic piece, but normally, you know, which v movie you're getting into going into it. Like I don't go into an MCU project and be like, let me look at the nuances and the direction they're taking. No, it's just, it's a popcorn fodder piece. I'm a fan of the Transformers movies, but you got to watch them as popcorn fodder pieces. Like, yeah, don't overthink it. <laughs> and I, I actually was like, I was annoyed by the, like the first Transformers movie because obviously they're like writing decisions on how do we advance the plot? And so it's like, yeah. let's bring the bad guy and jail him next to the thing that he was after the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's give him. Let's give him less errands to figure out, less less mysteries. I was like, come on, let's go. Um, all right, so like all that being said, that kind of lead me to my second question. What mistakes has the MMORPG genre made since you started playing MMOs? They're trying to, in my opinion, they're trying to cater too much to the casuals. The games like Fortnite came out, and all these games do at this day and age is make things, they try to make content middle of the road. It's not super challenging. It's not super deep. It also doesn't take very much time investment to get involved into it. Mm -hmm. And MMOs always stood as a time investment project. It was something you were like, I'm getting into an MMO. So the next hundred hours of my game time with this game is going to be in an MMO. I'm going, even classic WoW, I'm jumping in to jump over to here. But a lot of games are trying to build around this model of the dad mentality. I, you have an hour tonight. So we want to make it so that you can accomplish a goal. So Fortnite, Sea of Thieves, I just started playing again recently. And that's entirely what their model is. Hey, our story segment is going to be 45 minutes long. Mm -hmm. It'll take you 20 minutes to do a gold chest. You can goof around with your friends for 30 minutes. It's an hour and a half project. And I've got friends who have more normal nine to fives that I play those games with. I feel like the problem MMOs ran into is they're trying to grab that audience, the Candy Crush crowd, the people who want a 15-minute in-and-out kind of experience. But isn't and that's that, what I feel like it is. But isn't that where the money is, though? Well, it is, but the problem is you can't do that properly in a game like Final Fantasy XIV because it's conflicting ideals. You can't tell me that I'm going to have to spend 300 hours to catch up to my friends, but don't worry. Once I do, 
we have 20 minute dungeons we can run. Like that's the conflicting ideal. Wow's answer to get around it is buy all the skips. That's not a great answer. You just want more money out of me. Mm -hmm. It's a conflicting idea. The MMO's point, like if you're if you're gonna come out with an MMO that doesn't do any of that, Destiny's tried that. The sunsetting is finally gone. Thank God. Thank God. So yeah. Right who knows there. what they're gonna do now? But they were trying that with the sunsetting, where you could just come back at any point and we could play something. Yeah, Destiny removing sunsetting makes it so much easier because my guides literally transition to hi welcome to destiny 2 i'm assuming you're watching this deciding if you should get into it the first thing we should talk about is that there's a chance that the content you buy will be deleted and you might <laughs> yeah. not have access to it as long as you're okay and it's like that is like the first like that's my intro as long as you're okay with this relationship you're gonna have an incredible time like yeah. the gameplay is gonna be a, a stellar but at some point at some year this thing that you love could get, you know, could get the axe. And so as long as you know that that's a possibility, you're going to enjoy this game. Well, is that then a problem of the RPG element of MMOs? Because what you described is like, it's the balance between the investment that you have as a longtime player versus the ease of access that it would be for your friends to join you and for you guys to experience content. How would you solve that problem if you were designing an MMO? You can't. I think that's the problem. Okay. The issue is they're trying to solve an issue that doesn't really exist. They want the big million, million numbers from games like Fortnite. They're not happy with the million or two million that an MMO would traditionally get. Mm -hmm. uh, one of your commenters there said that WoW caters to the upper echelon. It doesn't. I jump in and out of WoW easily all the time. Uh, WoW has done the exact same thing where they try to come up with casual gameplay elements such as mini games and even getting into a rating aspect of it there's like three tiers of difficulty you can get through the first two without even bothering mm -hmm. it's the last tier that you actually have to put effort in and we have the exact same thing in Final Fantasy 14 with the ultimate fights and stuff so I feel like even WoW and all these games the prop like WoW is bleeding subscribers you know and 14 is picking up all the casuals and I feel like it's just, like I said, there's no way to fix it. You can't merge the casual gameplay and then also tell me to spend 300 hours. The only way to do that would be to section it off as a seasonal thing, but no game could properly do that. Where every, like Destiny tried it and mm -hmm. it got so panned, it, they threw it out. Like, we're done with it. Everything's in the game again. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's absolutely the right call. Um, it, it's, it is a problem in which that, like for 14, like the thing that frustrates me about the problem within that game specifically is that level sync and quest sharing doesn't really exist. Like it exists as a yeah. part of fates and dungeons, but as somebody going through the story, it has this weird setup of, if you were brand new, I invited you in, I'm a level 90, you're level one. There's no way for me to really team up with you except for follow you around, not know where you're going. Cause I can't see yep. like what you're working on. So imagine I literally have had somebody like take a picture of your screen of your screen right now and text it to me. So I know how to help you uh, yeah. try to figure out whatever they were stuck on. And, uh, and so that's, that's the thing, but it's like, if I could sink down to their level, if I could then see what the heck quest they were on and then essentially to stop having it, when you hit one of those single player battle challenges, like, let me just go in with them. Like, like stop with the, will they, won't they kind of gameplay? Like, Oh, we're together. Okay. We got to, we got to disband yeah. party for a little bit. Okay. We're back together uh, for, you know, this. And it's like, I think that would help on, uh, and, and remove this aspect of, yeah, you got to go grind all this stuff by yourself and then you can finally join me or you can I, skip and then the community is going to let you know that's a big no-no. <laughs> yeah, all right. a new a new game just came out. It's all over the mobile market, Tower of Fantasy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's co-op. And they're for... promoting, 
Yeah. What's that? I was like, I'm waiting for them to update the controller stuff because, like, I as a controller player, yeah, like it says, I check every day. It still says coming soon. I'm like, come on, let's go. It works. You can work with it. The it works, it's but terrible. it's still annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like that one promotes all the co-op elements. We got co-op. We got co-op because you know their biggest competitor, Genshin's co-op is terrible. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Like bad, bad co-op so in Genshin. But like, I'm going into Tower of Fantasy and I'm playing with my buddies and I'm like, all right, guys, when can we team up to do these? Oh, well, you can't. The story's solo still. You got to go do all the solo stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'm gonna spend 40 hours before we can even play the game together. See, if these came up with a way to do that, they've sh- they've transitioned into a the Destiny model of every season is a new story and then it's dropped from the game so we can constantly change the world. Mm-hmm. To make sure that no one is ever behind, the captain, you're always on the quest that the captain picks and there's no item levels. So everyone is always on the same playing field. It's mm-hmm. all cosmetics. Yeah. But then but then you run into the, oh, the end game is, is the glamour because that's all there is to collect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now on that, because a uh, chat saying uh, tower fantasy is an MMO, that's, you know, it's MMORPG, um, you know, in that, re- in that regards, but are you excited about blue protocol at all? We haven't heard about, we haven't heard from that, the devs in over a year, but that's, I was like, we haven't heard anything in forever. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, man. I wonder if Amazon's going to end up pick up the publishing rights for that here in the West. Cause they seem to and be, if, if tower fantasy is an official MMO, I wouldn't know because I can't do the co-op element stuff yet because I'm, I'm still in the story. <laughs> <laughs> right i'm I, I keep checking in i ended up changing servers and kind of starting over so um i don't know like tower of fantasy like for me just makes me hungry for blue protocol and i'm just hoping yeah. that we'll start hearing more about that game you know next year as bandai finishes this restructure and all that um all that stuff but here's you know a, what actually i just ahead. thought of a good fix to the mmo casual thing okay. have you ever heard of a game called soul worker uh no i haven't Okay, Soul Worker is one of those uh, like those Asian MMOs where you have a t- you have a hub you have a hub, and then we can team up and we go into like different locations for the battles, and the battles take about ten minutes a pop. The game has got it's an interesting history about having funding, not having funding, getting shut down, changing publishers, a whole bunch of stuff. But the game is still alive today. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to play an MMO with me, the hub-based MMO kind of can work with that. Because you just you instance every battle, but we're in a hub location like Fantasy Star Online used to be, or even mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World, it kind of where they tried to do their hub open player thing, and then you could team up. Mm-hmm. That could work for a casual meets an MMO player kind of a thing, where we could just keep dropping into dungeon runs in a hurry. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think a level syncing can come into play, and that's where it's like I think Final Fantasy has. They, they, I think they could fix the problem because it's like if yeah. we could just like if I could have my full kit, even if I had a, like a level 10 or level 15, like it just meant that would make the lower end content. And then also like, yeah, like just let people, you know, jump in and play together, drop in, drop out a certain more serverless architecture that they've kind of been moving into. I still think they got a lot of work to cut out for us. Now, um, I got a couple of the questions, but I actually want to like pivot kind of see what Chad's talking about. Tally uh, says, any thoughts on Ashes of Creations? What do you think about that game? Because it's been heralded as the savior of the MMORPG genre, like the whole genre. Isn't that the one that was like a scam? <laughs> no, legit question. I'm not trying to like pick a fight on this one. Oh man, I just was like, I wish I didn't laugh because I was like, can I just use that as a clip just over and over? Isn't Ash as a creation a scam? I thought it was we like don't a know. Kickstarter scam. It is a Kickstarter. It's the only remaining one that either wasn't a scam or didn't just there were so collapse. many scams that came out that's why i'm not well, there saying... is a hunger like one of the key aspects about ashes of creation about like the launch of new world like i think there is a massive amount of hunger i just don't think any mmo can actually launch and satiate the demands of that hunger well, that's the other over problem the course right now 
Yeah. Like the, the consumer base for MMO players would just gobble up everything so quickly. The, 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 they can't keep up with it at this point because like you would do have games with like billion team members like Fortnite where Fortnite dropped a collab on a collab and two level packs at the same time. Right. Fortnite, Fortnite dropped. Prints like Fortnite. $2 billion a year. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But that's what I mean. But like, this is what people compare it to. Yeah. Fortnite dropped DBZ, then Destiny all at the same time. And they dropped it on the level packs. And it's like, other, everyone wants every other game to be at that pace. Now on the flip side, some games just get stupid lazy with everything. Like Destiny taking forever to come out with any new content. They're just rehashing stuff. It's so like this weird middle ground. I think we could get to where players are happy but they're not waiting four months. I'm playing a game, uh, I don't know if you heard of it, Evil Dead the game. Yeah, I heard of it, yeah. It's great. Love that game. So much better than Dead by Daylight, in my opinion, because I enjoy the fact that there's more to do than just hide in a bush. Um, but they've taken four months to come out with any legit content drops. They dropped one map in four months. Yeah. And it's like, cool. <laughs> and yeah. the player base, I go to the Reddit to see if there's any updates. The player base on a daily basis, dead game, game is dead, dead game. I'm like, dude, it takes me two minutes to get a match. I don't think this is a dead game at all. There's still people playing the game. <laughs> mm -hmm. So to catch you up on Ashes, because there is some interesting aspects. They released a mini battle, you know, Royale to kind of test out the uh, the system. Uh, or so they said this a couple years ago. They've since shut that down. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but that Ashes of Creation, so they say they got plenty of funding to to launch. My question is, is never about launch. I think Ashes of Creation is going to pull in insane numbers because people are already so excited about it. But on paper, uh, it's got uh, full on. You can you can open world PvP. Uh, everybody uh, like you have to. There's some kind of bounty system so that if you're some kind of you know jerk that you eventually can go into the evil red and you can get bounties and people can you know go out to find you. You level up a node. It's got these different nodes and not every node can be leveled up. So every server that they're touting is going to hold like 10,000 players. Uh, is uh, ha will have its own structure. So dungeons and raids will be linked to leveling nodes advancements. So some raids and dungeons might not be available on your server specifically. Um, it sounds like, honestly, it sounds like it's trying to address the new and the old school. And they, they actually use the term that I've been using for what I feel like the future of the MMO needs to go to is sand park as opposed to theme park or sandbox, but a blending right. of the theme park and the sand uh, you know, sandbox into the sand park. And that's the term that they were, they actually used, I think in the last update, I was like, that's great. Uh, it's actually, they just migrated to unreal five. And in my mind, I keep thinking 2025 is their release date based off of their feature. Apparently list. it's supposed to come out of 2020. So oh I don't yeah. Know what's oh no. That's I've literally seen and people have argued, like you said, no, 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 you're wrong about moon Knight. I've literally seen people told me, no, this game's coming out in 2020. No, this game's coming out in 2021. Huh. No, this game's coming out in 2022. I go, <laughs> I'm setting myself up for 2025. So if it comes sooner, awesome. Yeah. And if it if it hits everything and it's the MMO dream, awesome. I just get a little bit weirded out by when somebody says it's going to save the genre. Because imagine, imagine it's it saved 98% of the genre, but it didn't save the entire genre. Like you have now set yourself up for like an impossible task. That even if it gets close to doing the thing that, you know, and every, and more people are happy because it's, it like revitalizes MMOs in the, in the, in the public square, like for you, is it now a failure? Like, it's like, have yeah. you, have you given, have you, have you like, it's gotta be Superman. It's gotta be indestructible and there better not be a doomsday out there ready to beat him down. You know, like, 
what do we like? Like, I just feel like they people have set it up for failure. And even the head of it, the creative director, head of it said, we'll launch with no problems. I'm going to go like they're, oh man, they're just like, I, <laughs> I'm rooting for them, but they're making so many clips available so that it's the, the video of what went wrong and how it failed for Josh drive. Hayes is literally already writing itself right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I love watching his videos. What oh, happened? Yeah, Josh a lot great. of times, a lot of times I watch it for MMOs that I played a long time ago. Just to see, like, because he's he's playing them now, and I'm like, oh, yeah. how is Tara doing? Oh, poor Tara. Poor Tara. <laughs> poor Tara. Yeah, poor Tara. So, um, any thoughts on on Ashes? Like, uh, obviously, it's still, I think, a while away. Is that something you might check out as a uh, as the? the I might. I'm not. I'm not normally a fan of the open world PvP format in those kinds of games because yeah. it's literally a situation of who has more time to play the game. Right, if right. they have an answer to that, because I'm not a fan of gank games, where, like BDO style. Mm -hmm. I love BDO. But I hate having to uh, like always be on edge when I'm out in the forest because it's not a fair fight. It's some guy being stealth who's been playing the game weeks more than I am and just super powerful. Yeah, I like I like fair fights. I like slightly off fights. Uh, I'm really into the game Naraka Blade Point right now because it's kind of like fair fight open world PvP basically. So yeah, now I have a I, like before I ask this next question. Do you have a, a heart out here in six minutes? Uh, I mean, I can postpone it a little bit, but I do have a I do have a meeting I pushed around to make this work earlier okay well i mean we can wrap up now if you want or we could do one more question and uh, yeah, let's, let's do the next question and okay. see how long we, we take with it because we always right. do that <laughs> <laughs> all right last question guys uh and i think this is really good because it talks about riot's mmorpg um and essentially like it's right so when we look at ashes we know way more about ashes like we right. actually have seen gameplay people have actually played the game uh they keep talking about it they keep us up to date with regular updates like riot's mmo being that it's set within their like their universe, etc. Like there is things that we know about it, but I am not surprised whenever we start talking about the future or the next big MMO that people don't bring up Riot's MMO. And the only thing I've heard about Riot's is that they've stated, if you want a single player game, go play a single player game. We're making an MMO, which right. speaks to me. Like I, I mean, that means yeah. I'm going to check it out. But I also know back to the what you've pointed out earlier is that that's going to be, you know, like kind of resistant to the casual market. And I consider oh, yeah. myself casual hardcore because like, while I don't have all the time to play, I do chip away. Like, I just like, okay, I can make, you know, a couple hours of progress every week and I'll do that and people will burn through the content, quit, and then I'll still be here just having a good old time. Just, <laughs> just yeah. make a little progress every week. Oh, dude, you want to talk about somebody who gets into a game and makes a little bit of progress. The game I was playing right before this that I just was running like right up to the time. Uh, it's called the game called Super Mecha Champions. It's a it's a battle royale that only has like three hundred players ever at yeah. a time, <laughs> and it's it's just an anime game where you jump into robots. And I'm like, man, it sucks that not a lot of people are playing this, but I'm having a blast. Like <laughs> the Riot MMO, I do think has a better chance than Ashes of Creation though, because Ashes of Creation is going to speak to the hardcores that do want you know the hardcore open world PvP kind of a thing going on. I think the Riot MMO is gonna it's gonna draw in the Riot crowd, which is gonna give it a lot of initial numbers. Then it's gonna go even further because of that, and that and that's why I think it's got a better chance of being the next big MMO. Yeah, uh, Ninja, aka Tyler Blevins, like he's a old school Final Fantasy XI player, like us both, and that he he just leans into like it's like the next MMO that he's even remotely interested in is the Riot MMO. Being yeah. that no one's seen it like it's interesting and honestly my hope in it is that 
nobody sees it until it's ready. I think that would be really wild because when you start to think about how games launch and how, like, especially within content creation, like we're talking about ashes, there's many channels doom and glooming it and positively right. building it up. And I, like, well, I think the problem with Ashes you know, is just because it's a Kickstarter. Yeah. A Kickstarter MMO doesn't do nearly as well now because so many people did the scam ones. It's just got like a bad uh, like connotation with it at this point. Like, oh, Ashes yeah. is a Kickstarter MMO? Oh, it's going to be failed. It's going to be failed. Well, it's going to be a scam. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not so worried about it, but it is. There is some weird like red flags. I haven't given it any money because you can still go purchase early access, et cetera, beta access, et cetera, as a part of funding it. And then he also comes out and says the game's fully funded and they have enough money. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, all right. Right. Riot's interesting. Cause like, I think like, I think it does carry a lot of studio weight. And if they pull like an apex legends where they literally just say, Hey, it's out. I think that gives a lot of people that, Oh my gosh, that shock moment. And especially right. if it comes out in the midst of when there's nothing really else to talk about or to play I so felt like, like every month right now right <laughs> well, well yeah and it's like it felt like everything kind of came out in february and like yeah there have been game releases like you know we were like i was like originally when i was reaching out i was like let's talk multiverses let's talk this like you know there's like multiverses is is like all i'm playing right now oh um, i love the hell out dude. of the game i haven't tried morty yet have you tried morty yes yet? And I think he's probably broken, but, uh, you know, probably, probably. I mean, everything's been broken so far. Uh, you know, it is like, that's the thing about the fighter, like, you know, adjustments to get made, but the, uh, at its core, like, I, I really kind of hope that that kind of comes out of nowhere for me, especially as someone who's a fan of the genre. Like ultimately when it comes to ashes, like I follow all the news, like I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm already in, like, I'm already in, I'm rooting for it. I, I somebody said like, you just want this game to fail. I'm like, you're not even listening to a single, you're not even getting to the, Hey guys, welcome to the video. If that's your thought when you when you oh, think about I mean, me, that's half the I have though. One yeah. person said the other day, they're like, "Oh, of course, Betty liked She-Hulk. He liked Batwoman." I'm like, "What are you talking about? All I did was ever shit on Batwoman." What's wrong with you? Oh my gosh, that just leads me into very dirty jokes. Uh, <laughs> they, it's like, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, SNM and all that good stuff. Um, the uh, on that note, though, I do know you need to get to a meeting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with it. I appreciate you making time today. Uh, we'll have to get oh, yeah, you no back because, like, I actually – it's cool. I, I had all these questions, and we got through two of them. <laughs> three. I think we did three. On on my list written down. Like, it was like oh, I, I wrote uh, one, two – No, no. <laughs> well, it was just, like, in the natural course of conversation. One, two, three, four, uh, five. I, I wrote five questions. We did – two of them so we'll have to get you back on sometime september or oh, october um yeah the uh the fmk Only uh, reason i was really hoping we get to mind. fmk just as a clip but we'll have to do that next time okay <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh, the right. only reason the only reason this one was wonky and i forgot about this because i just went to san diego then seattle and was trying to work in between them so it kind of really threw me off <laughs> yeah oh dude and that's the thing about time zones it's always like oh yeah what, what time zone are you in I'm yeah. in Tech Central. Tech Central is what I'm calling it now. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us live. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, this has been Epic Loot Radio for the podcast. You can always find us on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever audio podcasts are found. Uh, link should be in the description. Go check out all of Benny's content and his channels. But guys, thanks for tuning in live. We'll see you in our next one. But until then, take care. <laughs>